Hello and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Megan Sunday. And I'm Bo North. On this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter, and today we are here to talk about chapters 9 and 10 of Children of Dune, just as soon as we reactivate these tigers. <laughs> uh, the laser tigers. The laser. Laser tiger is back. La- laser tiger. DJ Tonight. laser tiger. <laughs> Tonight at the O2. Oh, I'm very <laughs> sorry for that, okay? <laughs> That is well, the worst I don't thing I've any, ever done. Anyone British has ever listened to our program, but now they do not. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> we just lost every single English listener. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... I, <laughs> I, I don't want to get too much to current events, but can I just say, since Tigers came up, that Joe Exotic having a limo... <laughs> Waiting for him outside prison because he thought he was getting that last minute presidential pardon from Trump. And then, oh my no, god, womp, womp. I'm actually amazed that he didn't. I am amazed. I, everyone forgot about Joe Exotic. Come on, yeah. I mean, we all did, just the rest of us, much less. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know they could just you could just bring a limo onto prison grounds. <laughs> uh, I would have thought that was not. You know, something you'd have to run by several layers of people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he would probably train tigers for this sort of work. I could see that. <laughs> Some I people see that. that documentary sure would have. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, so this is not... This chapter sucks. I'm just going to put it out there. This is just... It's because we are learning more about poor Rulin's family. And to be yeah. fair... If this is what she had hanging out with her at home, <laughs> no I wonder she's kind of an ice queen. Yeah. I understand now why she decided to stay on a desert hell planet. Oh, my God. She was like, I will stay with these babies. They're cute and cuddly. Uh, maybe someday I could, you know, they'll be my family. They'll learn, like, we'll love each other. But also do not send me back to those yeah. people. <laughs> Uh, this is, and it's also amazing because, you know, and, you know, Ruin is the oldest, mm-hmm. so this is her, her younger sister, but she's just got such old hag energy. <laughs> uh, this is who uh, they catch when... for some reason, Susan Sarandon, and then I'm reading it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, it kind of makes sense now. Yeah, you know, it kind She of... does seem like she would advocate for Dr. Jill Stein. Uh, <laughs> it, this is uh yeah so this chapter i before we do the epigraph is about i have my sticky note here i wrote it on a sticky note like i told you i would this is a ruined sister the princess wen shisha yeah uh now are they really getting into that ya or no it, i think they call it when shish when shishka i don't there's no k sound let's know i think the c is a hard k sound when shishka which is kind of i don't know it's fine whatever it's fine we can call her winnie if you like (laughs) the princess winnie yeah she'd hate that she'd hate that so let's do it so we should yeah okay she's a unpleasant character but she's very much is and so we were gonna learn more about why in a second but first oh boy uh, there's quite an epigraph, and I'm going to take it this week because I finally unpacked my books and found my copy so I can read epigraphs again. Hooray! All right, here we go. 
It is commonly reported, my dear Jorad, that there exists a great natural virtue in the melange experience. Perhaps this is true. There remains within me, however, profound doubts that every use of melange always brings virtue. Me seems that certain persons have corrupted the use of melange in defiance of God. In the words of the good Lord, <laughs> in the words of the Achaemenon, they have disfigured the soul. They skim the surface of melange and believe thereby to attain grace. They deride their fellows, do great harm to godliness, and they distort the meaning of all this abundant gift maliciously. Surely a mutilation beyond the power of man to restore. To be truly at one with the virtue of the spice, uncorrupted in all ways, full of goodly honor, a man must permit his deeds and his words to agree. When your actions describe a system of evil consequences, you should be judged by those consequences and not your explanations. And in this, it is thus that we should judge Mwadid. Okay. So I had a hard time getting through that, but that is from The Pedant Heresy, which sounds like a book I would ac actually read. Um, <laughs> although if it reads like this, then no thank you. Yeah, this is a bit of, uh, like, this is uh, Dare. This is like, no, I was like, are you familiar with Fordyce's sermons, Miss Bennett? <laughs> no! <laughs> uh... The me seems is it, so it just means like it seems to me it's very yeah. pretentious it's a little like someone that you yeah i know i dropped my monocle there for a second in like you know a drama kid so i would have probably said this word i probably mm -hmm. have in my life at some point or <laughs> if you're writing dialogue for like the star wars franchise <laughs> I'm sure. surprised no one has said this in anything <laughs> I've watched recently. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Next next season on The Mandalorian, everyone's going to be like, oh, me seems. Like, yeah, damn it. <laughs> Don't do that. Just have people speak. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is just very... So they say that spice can be a good thing, but I don't think that's true. Mm -hmm. Don't do spice unless you're only... Right. Basically, just be chill. It's Nancy Reagan. Just, it's, it's, you know, that one person you knew who was super into acid. It's just, hey, you gotta be chill. <laughs> you just gotta think of thoughts. Yeah. Uh, be very present. And it'll all be good. If you're not doing that, then I really don't think that you're getting anything out of this experience. Mm-hmm. Except probably go into like, a spice orgy. I don't know. I mean, that sounds all right. <laughs> really? I mean, okay. Uh, no one does any spice in this chapter. Um, sadly. Sadly. So we are back on Seleucus Secundus training. These tigers have just eaten another set of fraternal twins that they found somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they do at the end of this chapter note that since they're done with this this level of the training that they can just stop sending twins, which it's like yeah. their parents in this planet like, whoo! Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they've been bringing them in from off-world, was Probably. the impression I got. But jeez. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the tigers didn't just don't just keep happening upon twins. They're actually bringing them in, imported <laughs> twins. And they have to be the exact right, you know, they have to be a boy-girl, red, red hair. hair, the right heights, or it yeah. will not work. Although, as we learn in this chapter, you can make the tigers kill anyone you want. 
So this whole we're specifically training them to only attack the specific set of people is a little overkill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a little much. So it's we're in the little like the viewing chamber mm-hmm. uh, that we learned of the last time that we met the laser tigers. Laser tiger. Uh, it is not as as the dude suspected last time. Uh, Faradin watching. Mm-hmm. It's his mom. Yes. It's a woman, a fair-haired woman of indeterminate age. Like, what is... Okay, mm-hmm. she's like 32. Yeah. With slender hands and something else. I don't know. He got, like, really descriptive in this chapter as far as, like, people's appearance goes. And I kind of tuned out. I like that she's just wearing a big white robe mm-hmm. uh, trimmed in gold, which, you know, just casual wear. Yeah. Uh, but she's got very... She has got pretensions. And it's especially entertaining to me because I I guess we can assume that she's probably the second sister since she's so you know convinced that her son would be the re- the, the heir. So mm-hmm. we'll assume that she's either the second one and that makes him the oldest grandkid and grandson or just her other sisters don't have children or I guess you know oh my god girls mm-hmm. or younger boys. But I do like that this is supposedly where they all live in exile. She's like oh my god my robes. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, so they're on Seleucia Secundus, which the the her advisor guy, who's this um, he's this former like Sardaukar basher, says like he calls it Seleucia, and she's like um no 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 say Seleucia Secundus, say it this, right. She goes. This is the Regina George of the Dune universe. I'm just gonna says, say it. Titanic. This is the planet Seleucia Secundus. Do not fall into the lazy ways which spread through our Imperium. Full name, complete title, attention to every detail. Oh my god. She's very caught up in in having attention to detail. No nicknames. She's that mom of the kids you knew at school who went by Bobby and then when you went to his house and you were like, oh Bobby, she was like, I'm sorry? Do you mean my son Robert? (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> There's no one called Bobby in this house. Yeah. Um, so they are watching the tigers uh, after they have killed and eaten another set of twins. She's... <laughs> this entire chapter is just the two of them having a little hissy fight. Yeah. Because, so this is an aide... Uh, Titanic, what, yeah, like you said, he's a uh, you know a, a basher, the Imperial Sardaukar, and he used to work for her father, and mm-hmm. so she's doing this very like he's just like well you know talking about her father, and she'll be like oh I'm sure it wasn't your fault that mm-hmm. he lost his entire galaxy. Don't let yeah. that worry you. <laughs> um, so. You know, because she, she says things like, she's like, look, do you think my son will like being Emperor Faradin the First? And she, he's like, yeah, you know. It, he says it, it suits him, like the title suits him. She's like, that's not what I asked. And he's like, look, he's not going to like some of the stuff that is going to be done in order to attain him this title. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's just like, oh, like my dad. 
<laughs> when you couldn't do what was necessary for my dad to not lose his yeah. throne. I mean, mm. this is basically like four pages of this lady just busting his balls. I mean, that's all it is. Yeah, and she starts going off on some tangent. He's like, did you have something that you would like me to do? She's like, mm, interrupting me. <laughs> I don't like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. not fun for me that you do that. And he's just like, all right, why don't you just ask me what you want? Because you're doing what your dad used to do, which is that instead of just saying what you want me to do, you're like working around it. Yeah. He says, all these circumlocutions. Words. Circumlocutions before request. And she's just like, all right, I can't even look at you right now. I'm too mad. But... Do you think that these tigers are going to do their job? And he's just like, yeah, sure. I mean, like, <laughs> if the twins die, then it's really only your son who's available. He's the, mm. you know, the likely successor. So if these tigers can do what they've been trained to do, then yeah, I guess it'll work. She's like, because mm. <laughs> he's like, well, what about we've got the Fremen, the Landsrad, there's Chome, the Atreides. Yeah. The other houses, like, they all have to, they all kind of have to be in agreement that he is, you know, should be the next in line. So this is where we find out that this is who Javid is working for. Mm -hmm. He has apparently let them know that he and his people, they're, don't worry about Alia, they can take care of her, which is like, "Mm -hmm." yeah, I don't think you're entirely know what you're up against there, dude. (laughs) But all right. Uh, And that... He they also he also notes that he doesn't count Lady Jessica as an Atreides, which is I think a very big misstep. Yeah, I think that's like, a mistake. That's huge to just be like, oh, that Betty Jesuit trained like that's woman where who her knows loyalties lie. Though. Yeah, like, like we're even if she is with Gurney, like that's where his loyalties lie. Like they're all mm-hmm. just still like it's not. That's a strange... I think that that is something that gets definitely overlooked. I mean, she comes into play with a lot of this later. And I think mm-hmm. that that's because they kind of go, Oh, Lady Jessica. Yeah. Maybe we should have, like, worked her into this somehow. Uh, she points out the Landsrad and Chome will go wherever the money is. Mm-hmm. And then the Fremen, he's just like, Well, we started that whole cult. There's that whole cult going on. We'll just yeah. keep the cult going. She's like, um, No, I need you to, like study up on this and convert and convert my son too and he's like but i don't wanna yeah he's like but i really don't want to have this discussion again and she's like look house carino has done some fucked up shit yeah the this is the least of anything i could have asked you to do is to just (laughs) join a cult (laughs) just join a cult and then my son who respects you will also join the cult (laughs) And, she, and that like, way, Look, like, no, they, they think that the Fremen will be like more likely to accept him as a ruler if he's, you know, embraces the Mahdi religion, mm-hmm. which makes sense. I mean, it's it's not a dumb move on her part. I mean, no, she's annoying, but she's not stupid. I just like that it has to involve this poor guy also joining so that then her son <laughs> will be inspired to join since he respects this guy. And he's likely not going to get interested. Just, you know, they can't, they don't have time to just like leave some pamphlets around. Right. (laughs) Like we've really got to get into this. And I just love that this old man is just going, but I don't, 
I don't want to join this religion. <laughs> I don't want to learn about it. It sounds weird. Um, no, thank you. She's like, I, and he's doing the whole like, look, I would die for you. I would walk through fire for you. I do mm-hmm. not want to do this. She's like, mm, don't hear that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So at this point, she's like, look, don't worry about it. If you do it, he'll do it. Let's talk about these tigers again. Yeah. And she's like, how many people know about the tigers? And he's like, well, they live in Brock. Poor dude with the big dreams. Yeah. The he's pilot. Out there tra- training the training the tigers. I the guess. pilot who has, like, I guess, either brings the, the twins or has brought the tigers, you know, whichever. And, mm-hmm. you know, me. Yeah, he's like, me, 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 myself. And she's like, hmm, I really don't want my son to find out about this because he's a sensitive boy. Mm-hmm. And he'll probably have problems with the fact that we've trained these tigers to kill children. So mm-hmm. maybe let's possibly. just kill this guy. So she has like this button that then the tigers are like, well, we're turning on the trainer. And he, he's just kind of like, well, this doesn't seem right. I'll just yeah, press my button. Like, he's trying to press his button to make them stop. And they're like, haha, don't work no more. And he tries to get his knife, but he's too late. And so, you know, then they they're dead. Him. And so, drama, the drama king, uh, Tekanic, pulls out his knife and tries to hand it to her and is just like... Why don't you just t- tie just it to do it. in now? <laughs> <laughs> just take care of this right now. She's like, oh my god, no, what She's are you like, doing? She's like, stop being so dramatic. And he says, well, that was a good man out there, one of my best. She's like, yeah, one of my best, because I'm your <laughs> boss, and I own all of you, and I'm not oh going to kill God. you, because this is stupid. And she says, and he's just like, okay, what about my pilot, who is also <laughs> a guy that I kind of need around? She's like, that'll be an accident. Don't worry about it. No one's going to wonder. <laughs> uh, just, like, tell him to, to employ caution, and he brings the tigers back, and then, you know... When he's delivered them to where they need to go, he'll have an accident. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and sh- then he's just like, shall I then fall on my knife or will you take care of that detail? And she's like, <laughs> she does say, like, I know that you would fall on your knife for me in an instant, which is why I'm like letting you be here. He's like, oh, great. <laughs> And she's like, oh, and by the way, tell the buyers not to bring us any more kids. Uh, we don't need any more. Yeah. And he says, as you command. And she's like, don't. The tone. <laughs> the tone that is happening right now is unacceptable. So then she realizes they have all these, like, outfits that they had made for these these twins. The still suits and the Atreides insignia on the robes. Yeah. And she's like, okay, so we're going to send all of those to Arrakis as gifts. For the twins. From be, my son. Yeah, from my yeah. son. Make him write a nice note. I like that that <laughs> detail's in there. She's like, yeah. make him write the note. Uh, and I do enjoy that he says, well, what's what's the occasion? Like, what reason are we giving for this? She's like, there's got to be something. <laughs> a <laughs> birthday or a holy kind of, day. Yeah. <laughs> I leave it to you. <laughs> like, oh, oh, my God. And she says, you know, I trust you. And he's like, what? <laughs> and... The- that might not be the best thinking on your part. And she's like, who else can I trust? My husband died and now I've just got you, buddy. Like, you're you're my buddy. <laughs> He's like, oh, good. He does think <laughs> that she emulates a spider, which I assume means, you know, a black widow. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, 
basically he, right here he's like i am not sleeping with this woman because i think <laughs> the levenbrack did and look yeah. what happened to him so <laughs> note to self no <laughs> right no matter how no matter how horny i get like oh my god can you go imagine there. she'd be so snippy <laughs> and not in like a sexy like you know bossy way it would just be like no why <laughs> no what are you doing stop like oh the worst <laughs> and she's like okay so at some point my son is going to have to pick up his sword and do stuff on his own mm-hmm. and when you know that moments arrive tell me like as soon as he's like a big boy yeah do big boy things let me know uh and then she's like yeah i know you don't like me but i don't care you just have to yeah. remember that i killed that dude and i could kill you yep she's just like, as easy he goes well yeah she was he was disposable and she's just like that's not what i mean i mean that an army is composed of disposable replaceable parts Mm-hmm. like we can get another one of those and he's like, what about me? Like, what about the Supreme Commander? And she's like, no. <laughs> like, Not you. About it. But, <laughs> you know, you don't need an army if your Supreme Command, like, is great. So <laughs> that's why you're going to go join this religion and teach my son about it. It'll be great. <laughs> and he says, all right, fine. I assume that you still want him to learn to fight, even though he's going to start joining a religion. And she's like, Ugh. She's like, you try my patience. You really test me to canning. Like, I can't with you. I'm leaving. I'm getting out of this room right now because the energy, the energy (laughs) you've created in here right now, uh, to is not what I need. (laughs) Gonna go. And that is that chapter. Sadly, not the last we'll see of her, but. No, I do like that he has to stop and be like, maybe I shouldn't have sex with this woman. Like, no, (laughs) I don't think you should. Yeah, it's a bad, I mean, you shouldn't really be sleeping with your boss regardless. But I think this is, you know, doubly so for her. Yes. And it's always like, and that, I mean, I mean, it's good self-advice that he's giving. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a good little talk he's having. Um... But it's, again, this moment where, of course, it's this, you know, woman in power and, oh, and she's also sleeping with all these guys. It's just, Mm -hmm. they always, Frank just likes to add that to show that someone isn't morally great. Mm. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't really, yeah, she's not, but that really doesn't have a ton to do (laughs) with the fact that she, like, sleeps with multiple people ostensibly. Yeah. It's not great that she... Kills we're them. reading this in 2021 where attitudes are yes. different but yeah i mean you make a good point you know and it's it's just this sort of i feel like it it is presented if it's you know if it's something that you do for a quote-unquote greater good like when margot mm-hmm. fenring is like i guess i gotta go sleep with this guy and her <laughs> husband's just like you get him babe <laughs> Like, I know this has, this is what we have to do. Like, this is the plan. But if that was, I feel like it would be completely, like, separate if he hadn't written in the Count as her husband, who's also just like, we're in this together. I think if Margot mm-hmm. Fennering was just, I show up places and, you know, sleep with whoever the Betty Jesuit tells me I should, it'd be like, oh. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's just like, well, we already know 
that Wenchesia is not great. Winnie. Princess Winnie, not great. But yeah. we also have to lay on top of it. Like, and she's just like this black widow spider, just luring men into her web and then <laughs> feeding them to tigers. I mean, that's living the dream, honestly. <laughs> There's some dudes I could feed to tigers happily. Every tiger I've ever seen is just, I mean, I, and I'm not, dec- you know, trying to say that they cannot eat a person because obviously they can't, but I feel like every tiger I've ever seen has just been sort of sleeping on their back in the sun. Oh, like, yeah. Mrr. I'm <laughs> oh, a kitty. Yeah. Hard, hard same. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I went to the zoo, the tiger was sleeping and he had like his hindquarters were facing the window. It's like all you could see were his giant testicles. <laughs> I was like, oh, tigers and lions are just like, get a load of these. Yeah. And so like I took a picture and sent it to my brother. I was like, having a great time at the zoo. <laughs> he was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. It's well, just that. Yeah. T- big cats are always like, have you noticed that <laughs> I am male? Like yeah. get a load of this. And of course, apes are just like, whatever I've got, you're all going to see it. Yeah. I'm an ape. Welcome to this. And you're like, okay, today at the zoo. Uh, <laughs> and tortoises always having sex. So. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. They're always having loud, like, tortoise sex. <laughs> yeah. They've got, I, the, they've got the need. They've got an itch. They got to scratch it. They're, I know you're very old. You have nothing to do with your time except eat, eat hot chip <laughs> and lie <laughs> and have big sex. But just every time you're at the zoo, it's like, again, there you go. And if you've never, if you've somehow gone through your life without seeing a tortoise, like a Galapagos tortoise, uh, make love to another tortoise. It is. It's a, a sight. It's a whole scene. Like they are very vocal. They will just be in the center of their enclosure. Just like everybody. <laughs> Everyone gather around. Have you noticed what's going on over here? And it's just like, oh boy. Today at the zoo. Okay, I hope that making... they got like two male or two female tigers or else the tigers are just doing that. And they're like, no, we need you to eat the, oh God. <laughs> so they're like the opposite of pandas. <laughs> Can you... <laughs> now I want them to have tried like pandas. Like what if we get these pandas to kill the kids and the pandas are like, what? <laughs> what if I just eat and sleep instead? I what mean, if I just roll down a really... hill in an adorable way. I mean, pandas really do just live the best life. There's a whole display at the National Zoo about why they have to artificially inseminate the pandas because mm-hmm. they don't know how to have sex. Because they they just want to eat and sleep. And there's, like, pictures of them. And there's, like, one is sitting on the other one's just, like, face, but not in, a, <laughs> like, you know, that way. It's just, like, I don't know what, where, what. <laughs> but I wish that there were killer pandas. Yeah. I mean, I think a panda can kill you. Killer pandas of doom. I just, I don't think that they're likely to. But if it occurred to them. Yeah, probably. All, All right. right. <laughs> so <laughs> let's move on. Let's this move is on. A, this is a meteor chapter, even though it's it's short like the other mm-hmm. ones. It's yeah, this one's a, a big little, one. Yeah. Um, but it's got a lot going on. So... I'll start with this awesome uh, epigraph. Here we go. Either we abandon the long-honored theory of relativity, 
or we cease to believe that we can engage in continued accurate prediction of the future. Indeed, knowing the future raises a host of questions which cannot be answered under conventional assumptions unless one first projects an observer outside of time and second, nullifies all movement. If you can accept the theory of relativity, it can still be shown that time and the observer must stand still in relationship to each or inaccuracies will intervene. This would seem to say that it is impossible to engage in accurate prediction of the future. How then do we explain the continued seeking after this visionary goal by respected scientists? How then do we explain Wadib? That's from Lectures on Prescience by Hark Al-Ada. Well, I think we explain Wadib by saying that his prescience did not work particularly well. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't infallible. Mm-mm. And I think that that, you know, what they're getting at in that very, very heavy <laughs> epigraph yeah. is that prescience is by nature fallible. Like, there is no clear way. You know, there's always the, you know, oh, what what one one thing you do can change, you know, everything. And, and that's true because that's how people operate. Like, that's how mm-hmm. the world operates. And I think yeah. that you can do a lot of fun things, and I've seen it done with you know, the way that someone has a vision in literature and it all works out, but, you know, they tried to escape it, but there's, you know, only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Paul, you know, well, I mean, Paul thought that he could prolong Cheney's life and he realized, you know, ultimately that her not being able to get pregnant did, but it was going to happen. Like, didn't matter. Yeah. Like, if she got pregnant when she was, like, ostensibly going to, if she wasn't being drugged, you know, she would have, maybe something else would have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that, that was her, sort of her destiny, as it were. And that there's only so much that you can do, because, especially once, once you know something's going to happen, what can you change? What can't you change? And that's, you know, kind of where Paul lost it. That's where Alia has lost it because in mm-hmm. doing so much spice to try to be able to see the future, she has lost herself. Yeah. And, and they get into a little more in the next chapter after this one. So mm-hmm. I had like why she's fallen into abomination, like why this has happened. Like, because we were saying earlier, like, Ghani and Leto have, like, these safeguards, and it's not that Alia didn't have them. Mm-hmm. She did. It's just, you know, it, it's, we'll talk about that later. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm prepare for me to rant and rave. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, advance warning there. But yeah, we finally get, um, we're finally getting Lady Jessica with one of her grandchildren she is has arranged a private meeting with Ganima like and they're hanging out yeah i like that they note that they they met early in the morning and they got they got through all of the like oh my god like how are you you got <laughs> yeah. so big all right now we can talk about serious stuff yeah um and she so Jessica is very anxious about this because what she's trying to ascertain is if her grandchildren have also fallen into abomination, mm-hmm. and you know she is nervous about the outcome of that because if they have like as we've we've noted before there isn't anything you can do 
No. So she's probably just like, great, if this poor kid, <laughs> uh-oh, this is going to be awkward. Right. Uh, so she's feeling very tense. So she decides to sort of say the litany against fear to herself in her mind. And Gotti is just like, yeah, it helps, right? <laughs> the litany? <laughs> Yeah, it could be really cool. And she's like, oh, good. Like, <laughs> also, this is happening right now. This kid can read me. Uh, and it's, it's, I do enjoy how often in this chapter she is just completely disconcerted by the fact that these, this conversation is happening with a little baby faced nine year old. Mm-hmm. She's like, hello. Yeah. Uh, I'm a kid, but not really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's got to be so disconcerting. It is. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, you know, it's one thing to have like a precocious, you know, see a precocious child. But then when it's an actual like, hello, Mm -hmm. hello, grandmother, I am an adult in here. (laughs) Ah! Uh, So she's like, okay. She realizes I'd like that Jessica's grand realization in this chapter is that she loves her family. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm so upset because I don't want them to have become abomination because I love them and I'm afraid for them and I love Alia and I failed her. It's like, yeah, Jessica. Yeah. Catch it's up. A, it's about damn time. Hachi machi of anyone who's not in touch with their own feelings. Yeah. But there she's, you know, I think she feels a little better about Ghani. I like that they have this moment where they're like, okay, she's like, okay, I'm going to let my guard down for mm-hmm. like a minute and Gandhi's like cool and she does and she lets her granddaughter like see how afraid she is for her and of her and all of this stuff and Ganim is like oh now I know you love me yeah. which is I think it's just a nice moment mm-hmm. and she tells her she says look I know that you remember this but mm-hmm. I want to tell it to you and she tells her about what she brought the Reverend Mother to, to Kaladin to test Paul. And mm-hmm. she's kind of like, that was not my greatest move. <laughs> uh, it's something that the Benny Jesuit always feel like we have to do. We have to make sure that the children, you know, she said the children we're raising are humans and not animals. Yeah. And I couldn't, we couldn't do the same test to you or your brother because you would know what to do. Yeah. Because you already of your, your memories. But also, maybe it wasn't the best thing to do to my teenage son. Huh. Right. Wild. Uh, but she's like, look, I, I'm assuming that you're a human and you're not going to misuse the abilities you have. And Ghani's like, you don't know that. Yeah. You're taking an awful lot on faith there, mom. Or grandma. <laughs> and she's just like, look. She's like, you know, neither of us are abomination because we know, we've seen what it can do. Like, mm-hmm. we watched it happen to Alia. And, you know, we're trying to avoid it. And this is the part where Jessica's just like, oh, I still love my daughter. And (laughs) this is kind of my fault. Yeah. (laughs) You think? Whoops. It's even more your fault "Um, than you know. I do like that she's like covering her eyes, having this moment. And Ghani's like, yeah, talking about other stuff. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Like time's a waste in here. (laughs) So she says, look, you know, Leto and I have seen it happen. I know that my brother is fine, but mm-hmm. I know that he's having visions that I'm not having. Yeah. And like, and he's Jessica always says like, she knows that there's like, he's got some secret to him. Yeah. And she's just like, you know, 
she explains, like, Ganya explains, like, why they think that they have been, you know, they've avoided abomination, and it's because, you know, they don't do the spice trance, mm-hmm. and she's just like, we've gone through all these plans, and he's had these dreams, and she tells her about uh, Jack Rutu. Yeah. And I Ollie do- Ollie is, like, trying to get uh, them to, and, you know, she's, she tells Jessica, like, Alia wants us to do the spice trance with her, and I, like, we don't want to, but Leto still has, like, this fascination with her. Yeah. He's just, like, he has this empathy for her, and he says, you know, every time that I talk to him and say, like, I, you know, maybe don't hang out with Alia all the time, he falls asleep. Mm-hmm. And Jessica says, well, is she drugging him? And she's like, no, I just, I don't know what it is. It's like, he just kind of shuts down. Yeah. And he says, Jack Rutu. And Jessica's like, uh, again with this. <laughs> I sent Gurney to try to find out. And Ghani's like, oh, the smuggler. She's like, God, this kid. Ghani <laughs> uh, kind of is like, look, I, I'm afraid to, but I kind of feel like I might have to go through all of my memories and try to find some information. And Jessica's like, that is a bad idea. Yeah. That is not something you need to do. And she's like, but it could happen anyway. Like, we yeah. don't know what really happened to Alia. Maybe, you know, she didn't pursue this. And this is something that just was sort of thrust upon her, which. <laughs> you think? You think? <laughs> uh, and she's just like, no. Like, that's not also not great. I do like that at this point. Just because, like, oh, but Alia's at Atreides, which is a problem because we're the best. <laughs> and Ghani's like, God, she still mourns my grandfather. Wacky. It's like, okay, everyone. <laughs> no one here deals with feelings well. But yeah, the only person that Jessica openly admits to herself that she loves is her, is the Duke. Yeah. Everyone else, she's just like, I don't know, these kids... Uh, you know, she's these realizations in this chapter that she does love her family, but yeah, it's really all just like, oh, but, but Leto was the bomb. Like, right. Okay, great. Great grandma. Uh, they discuss, uh, Javid. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, we don't, we don't like him. Leto says he laughs at the wrong things. Which, which I like as a description yeah. of someone, because we've all known that person, where you're just like, oh, what's this guy's deal? Yeah, oh, I thought that was kind of astute. Yeah, it's a really good, it's a good observation to make of someone. It's just mm-hmm. the, the slight offness Yeah, uh, that some people just have. And so they talk about the preacher, and again, they're just like, do you think, do you think that it's your, do- your, your, your father? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. sometimes we think it is, and then other times we're like, no. Leto really wants to find him and talk to him, though, so we're a little yeah. worried about that. I do like that she, Jessica admits, you know, that she should never have left, and it was cowardly, but Gotti's just like, look, you reached your limit. Yeah, Gotti's got way, way kinder to her than I think I would have been. Yeah, she's like, you know, I know it, Leto knows it, Alia knows it too, deep down. You just couldn't mm-hmm. do anymore, so you left. And it's like, okay, and that's understandable, but I do think there's an argument to be made that when, I don't know, you're a mom. (laughs) You kind of have to stick around for your kids. There's a level of responsibility where even if you feel you have reached a limit, you have to set up some kind of fail-safe responsibility. (laughs) Like, leave someone else in charge. Yeah. Like, obviously, I mean, Ollie wasn't going to listen to a ruling or something, but I just, Jessica, you still, there's more you could have done. 
Just yeah. fleeing entirely was not not the uh, the plan. Was not the answer. No. And Jessica's just like, this is so weird that they have all these memories, and she like has Paul's memories, and like, oh. She does have a moment where she just has this Betty Jessert kind of like, these kids are creepy, they're abomination, like, this shouldn't exist. But she's like, no, but this kid, Connie's kind of great. And she's sweet, and she's so willing to do anything for her brother. And, all right, I guess this is my family, so (laughs) I'll help him out. And she's like, all right, you know, we have to... Not super excited about having sent Gurney to look for Jackarutu now because apparently there's something else going on that is not good. And... Yeah, she's. They've made some plans that I'm like, uh, did you think this through? He says we gotta separate these twins and get Leto to the Betty Jesuit so that he could be trained because otherwise it will be a problem. These but poor my kids. thing is like, okay. What what is she planning to try? I don't trust the Moon and Jezreel with Leto. Is the no. thing? Yeah. No, I think and she's I, just thinking of it in terms of people who you know are, have abilities and are strong willed and mm-hmm. can you know guide him in what is happening and things like that. But it's like I think that that's yeah. I think it's sort of beyond at this point. Yeah, I I don't see that happening where they don't end up using him to to suit their needs exactly and you can't start that kind of stuff when the kid's nine years old did we no No. one see phantom menace (laughs) exactly come on oh i i mean maybe it would have made a difference to how things turn out maybe but i mean but things turn out the way they're supposed to yeah like in the big picture (laughs) and this this is what i love about the latter part of this series like from here on out is that it's all big picture. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's things that we're going to be reading about that's, like, it's good in the moment, but, like, when you really step back and look at it, like, when we are in the next book and we step back and look at this book, like, it's going to look different than it looks in the moment. Mm-hmm. And there's... <laughs> the, I mean... He's setting up so much for future installments here. People are gonna look different. Mm-hmm. Everything will be different. Yeah. Everything will be wormier. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there, there. That's the thing is, like, there was, there is an end game here. It's not all like, not nothing is happening by chance. And mm, you know, exactly. even when things seem like, oh my god, this this guy could not get worse. It's like, well, there's a reason for why this this character is the way he is or there's mm-hmm. a reason why this character does what he does so mm-hmm. and the moments that people just have kind of regular human emotions mm-hmm. it is almost more powerful because usually they don't indulge themselves in that capacity like later right. you know like jessica in this chapter realizing that you know she just loves her family and is worried for them and later on when Duncan has jealousy issues, it's like the fact that on some level he's being all like, I'm a mentat and that seems <laughs> ridiculous, but also what the hell? <laughs> What's uh <laughs> And that's fair. Yeah. I think that was very well done in the miniseries where he's just like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I don't need this. <laughs> like, no one does, dude. We're sorry. Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, and Jessica is not a character I would call naive. No. But I, I think that it is naive on her part to think that the Ben and Jesuit have Leto's best interests in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it would be one thing if she was only thinking of it in terms of perhaps someone could aid in what's happening. But yeah, mm-hmm. she just seems like she's like, well, i got to pack him off to boarding school. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't think that's a great idea. I mean, well, Ghani's just like, hello. Why him and not Ghani, though? Is well, it because he's having visions? Yeah. Dreams and she's not? Hmm. And I think it's the issue that happens... I mean, it's the problem with having, like, you know, sibling or any kind of pair character mm-hmm. in, in literature is that you can't have them be necessarily equal because then, like, there's no conflict. Yeah. Like, we can both do the exact same things. And I think that, especially when it comes to twins, there's a lot of, oh, well, you know, we'll make one powerful, the other one's powerless, or this one's beautiful mm-hmm. and this one's not. And, you know, there's <laughs> always this, like oh, there has to be this dichotomy. And they've set up that, you know, Leto and Ghani are inseparable and are kind of two halves of the same person. But also it's clear that at this point she's sort of like, yeah, he's moving on. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I would just like to be here. Yeah. (laughs) So. Poor kids. Yeah. It's the, (laughs) I mean, it's kind of. It's hard to say, like, that they are forced to grow up early when they are pre-born. Mm-hmm. But it is still, like, you do get that feeling of them, you know, being adults before they're ready to be adults. Yeah. And I think that, you know, and it's it's so tricky because there isn't a lot that you can, it's not as if you can just insist that they act like children because they're kind of like, oh, no thanks. But they mm-hmm. clearly do at some points because they're like, oh, you know, we're out here killing sand trout and mm-hmm. we like to play and, you know, hang out outside. And then other times, you know, and then you have situations like, you know, Alia, who was saying things, you know, knowing things that she couldn't have known, but but using that knowledge in a very childlike way. Mm-hmm. You know, the big example of when she said that the baby looked like one of his ancestors, where yeah. she wasn't making any grand, you know, statement or anything. She just was working with the knowledge she had, which was like, oh, yeah, like, he looks like whoever. And when everyone said, well, you're not supposed to know that. She's like, well, I don't understand why everyone's mad because I do know that. And he does. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's very childlike. That's very like, but this is a fact. Yeah. I'm just telling you a true thing. And I don't know why everyone's so upset about it. And yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? It's not like you can teach them to be normal kids because there's some part of them that's like, uh, no. <laughs> right. You know, become, and it, but it's not, but again, it's also not a full fledged, you know, none of them are like, it's not like Claudia from the Vampire Chronicles. Like, they're not mm. aged people in child bodies because they also have their own personalities. Yeah. Like, there are children there. Mm-hmm. They're just mixed in with all this other stuff. It's not just, oh, I have grown up, but only mentally. Right. 
Yeah. And my dad just keeps bringing me all these dolls. <laughs> dolls. Always whining. <laughs> the best part of that whole scene in the movie when Lestat brings her the doll is he does the little like bouncy bounce kiss face thing that like yeah. dads do. They're like, <laughs> dee, dee, she loves you. And it's like, dude, <laughs> even you have to be like, it's been like 75 years. Wow. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, wow, is that? Have you even noticed? You only notice years go by because fashion changes. <laughs> oh, you. Well, I mean, you know, he's <laughs> keeps his eye on number one. <laughs> and no one else. He's just, like, looking at himself in a mirror like, yes. Yeah, I mean... I think he does that in Queen of the Damned. He's like, look at me. Yeah. (laughs) Get a load of this. Like, no one is talking to you or looking at you right now, my friend. Go to space or whatever you do. No. (laughs) I don't think he's been to space yet, but let's give, let's give Anne some time. I didn't finish, I didn't finish the last book I was reading, the, one of the Atlantis ones. Um, I have not even... I so I would not be surprised it, because oh. you know the whole like origin of vampires being aliens <laughs> comes oh into that one and I'm just like what <laughs> oh my God. what I'm sorry what what and yeah. that is something I will say this I think that Dune a lot of its strength lies in the fact that we did not also try to have like aliens. Yeah. You know, everyone that is quote unquote, you know, different, like the face dancers and stuff, you know, it's, it's just, this is something that people, yeah, have evolved to be able to accomplish. It's not that they're from, oh, this other species or this other race. And I mean, later we get more stuff, but it's all, it's all genetic engineering. Mm -hmm. You know, none of it is just, oh, we found these guys. I think the only thing that you know is re- even remotely like that are are the, the sandworms. Yeah. Um, and I guess and I laser mean, tigers, but the right, again, genetic I mean, engineering. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, there's like some native species, and then there's things that we have like genetically engineered, like chair dogs. Mm, no. <laughs> oh my God! It's a new year, new me, <laughs> and yet chair dogs. <laughs> I've gotten this far. It's this far into 2021. Look, the glass ceiling shattered today. I can talk about chair dogs. A chair dog in every house. A chicken in every pot. (laughs) That, like, if you opened, if I opened my door and there was a chair dog, I would just be like, no, I, (laughs) the time has come to leave this, this planet. I will float away like that gif of Winnie the Pooh. I am gone. I have ascended. You're going to go take me to the original vampire planet. (laughs) Full of creepy, weird, deep, whatever. I don't even know. That doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense that they're aliens. No. Okay, so... Oh my God! I'm Hold not going to get it. I'm, okay, we're yeah. have to get into it after we're done recording this okay, episode thank because you, there's because like a lot of backstory here. Of course, and there I is. Don't want to piss off our <sighs> listeners. With our the, poor with listeners the, with a long, like long screed on Vampire Chronicles. Anyway, um, oh so that's going to do it for this week. Um, some pretty decent chapters, you know. The oh yeah, things are clicking right along. Yeah, so, and I did read ahead, so I know the next, the next chapter is, 
I mean, it's pretty heartbreaking. It is. No, so, it is. We're getting my baby is having a lot of trouble. Yeah. So we're going to get more into Alia and her deal in the coming episodes. Um, until then, I want to thank everyone who's signed up on our Patreon. Always thanking those patrons. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank um, you. Thank you uh, to our listeners, reviewers, everyone. Hey, do you want to hear, see us answer your questions? I'm sure if you, you do. do. Yeah, you can email us your questions. We're weirdingpodcast at gmail.com. We love questions. They don't have to be about Dune. We know no, a lot honestly. about the Vampire Chronicles if you want to yeah, talk about that. Yeah, because at this point, it's just going to be that. Or <laughs> as as my friend, uh, I will shout him out right now, Renee. Hi, Renee. As Hi, he Renee. suggested recently, uh, we could just talk about fan fiction. And no one wants me to do that because mm. who, Nelly? Have I seen some gems recently? Yeah, I think what did he suggest that we read our teenage fanfic? He that he for was a video doing that. episode. Yes, that was his. He was just trying to find out, I think, if I still had any of the fan fiction that we wrote together as teens, uh, which I do not, sadly, only in my heart. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I my mom kept it, oh, and no. it's somewhere in storage, but. You know, like, who knows where at this point, you know, I'm 43 years old. I wrote that shit when I was, like, <laughs> 11 or 12, oh, so. I was all my old computer that, you know, has long since turned to dust, so. Also, I can't read any of that stuff, like, in a video chat, because Anne Rice is very litigious. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Mine was all about Labyrinth and the Phantom of the Opera, so I think we're pretty fine. I don't think <laughs> yeah. Angela Lloyd Webber's coming for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh... Um, Although well, George Lucas. Mm. Yeah, Disney. Disney's going to, they're going to get their bite. That's all I need. I'll just knock at my window and it's Mickey. Right. Ah! <laughs> Open up, bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey, no. Language. That would work. That, okay, I'm just going to bring this up very quickly because that uh -huh. actually taps into something very deep in my psyche. <laughs> that when I was a kid, like a little, little kid, like four, I had a nightmare that was basically I was just in my bed in my room, but my Kermit the Frog doll started talking to me and mm. he was really mean. Aww. And that was the whole nightmare was just that Kermit was real and was talking to me and was so mean that I woke up and was like, why? See, those are the bad dreams I have where it's just like, it's just a no boring, normal day. But like all of my friends are being mean to me. Yes. Yeah, I've had those too. So the idea of Mickey Mouse being like, open up, like, no, Mickey, <laughs> I like you. I enjoy your your cartoons please don't be mean to me well it was donald i'd expect it <laughs> oh well that's gonna do it for this week mm -hmm. as always you can find us over at thespool.net where we write about film and television we're on twitter and instagram at weirding pod or you could send us a letter as we said before weirding podcast at gmail.com uh yeah that's it for this week so until next time be nice Take, Take your, spice. your spice. We're getting better. Someday. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.